0: I want to use what I have learned to help you avoid some of the financial mistakes that I have made while sharing some of the financial wins that I have had along the way. Join me as we discuss financial strategies to guide you to becoming a physician assistant on the way to financial independence. Hey there, and welcome back to the PA the FI way podcast. I'm your host, Kat, and I wanted to thank you for joining me for this episode today. I hope you are all having a wonderful week. When this episode airs, we are nearing the end of our family RV adventure, driving a rented RV from Minnesota down to Colorado and back over the course of about nine days with seven of us family members and my sister's family's dog as well included all in one RV. So we will be making memories regardless. Hopefully they are good memories on this trip. I'm sure that we will drive each other crazy sometimes, but at the same time, I am optimistic and hopeful that we will be enjoying the time that we're spending together. I'm sure that there will be plenty of pictures and stories to share. So if you are interested in taking a look, go ahead and Join me over on Instagram at PA the FI way. I am really looking forward to discussing the topic of today's episode, which is where I will review 10 pieces of outdated financial advice that worked for your parents, but likely won't work for you. I'm sure most of us absolutely love our parents and really appreciate much of their advice that they give to us both about finances, but as well as life in general. But sometimes, some of the things that can be discussed can leave you scratching your head a little bit and thinking, "Mm, maybe that worked for you back then several years ago, but nowadays things are a bit different. So let's get started. The first piece of outdated financial advice is that they used to think that you have to go to college to get a good career and have a good income throughout your life versus nowadays. I would encourage everyone to consider whether or not college truly is the right choice for them. And another layer to that piece is whether or not taking out a lot of student loans to pay for that college is a good choice for them as well. Certainly since this is a podcast geared towards PAs, and specifically PA finances, I think that college can be the right choice for many people who are wanting to do different careers that specifically need and require further education. So obviously becoming a PA or a physician or a nurse practitioner or even a lawyer or a dentist, you certainly need to go to college to get properly trained in those fields so that you can have the knowledge and the skills and the know-how to do those careers properly as well as legally and ethically. However, there are so many other types of jobs out there that don't actually need any form of college education. And I've touched a bit on this in the past, but everyone's learning style is different as well as personality is different. So my husband, for example, he is not the college type. School is not his thing, but he is an incredibly mechanical and knows all sorts of Ways to fix things. Well, that type of learning can be learned in life without a college degree. There are so many other types of trades and skills where you can get hired and they can do on the job training. And many of the trades can pay close to or even over six figures of income without a college degree and without over six figures of student loan debt. Many trades also try to hire more females as well as minorities. So there can be some incentives for looking into the trades if you are in one of those groups as well. On another note, if you decide that college isn't necessarily right for you, or even if you did go to college, you could also consider starting a business or freelance for work as well for income. You could even consider working in the field of real estate, such as real estate investing, and many different types of roles that can correlate to that, such as a realtor or a house flipper or a property manager, to gain the skills and knowledge that you need to earn different income in that field. So I would encourage both you as well as your children to really consider whether or not college is right for them. The second piece of outdated financial advice is that Buying a home is the best investment that you can make because it is how you build wealth and live the American dream. However, nowadays, it is important that you do consider whether or not you should rent instead. Renting can be very practical for many people because the cost of home ownership and a mortgage can be too spendy, as well as renting can be a good option if you are in a location for a short period of time and have no idea how long you'll actually live there for. Owning a home has many hidden costs to the homeowners, such as property taxes, the cost of repairing different things, the cost of furnishing a home, etc. Feel free to go back and listen to episode 17 about home ownership versus renting for PAs as well to dive in a little bit more as to which of these options may be right for you at this point in your life, because it often can change throughout your life. The third piece of outdated financial advice is paying off your mortgage early. So for some people, that might be the right decision, but for a lot of people, mortgage rates, although they have been climbing recently, still are considered relatively low over the years as to what they've been in the past. So, A lot of people will choose not to try to be in a rush to pay off their mortgage early, but instead use those funds to be allocated towards something else, such as paying off your student loan debt or investing in your retirement accounts or HSA or deciding to invest in real estate or other things as well. On the other hand, if you are someone who is incredibly debt adverse and really hates being in debt and also that you don't foresee yourself wanting to have a mortgage payment in the future when you're retired, maybe you do elect to go ahead and pay off your mortgage early. It's certainly a personal decision. The fourth piece of outdated financial advice is to have a financial guy go ahead and manage your money for you. However, nowadays, it's more so encouraged to learn how to manage your own money for yourself. And truthfully, that is a huge reason as to why this podcast and PA the FI way was created. I've talked before about poor financial advice that I had received from a financial advisor in the past and have talked about how it is so important that you take the initiative to learn about finances and what to do with your money versus having someone just go ahead and tell you what to do for you. It's very reasonable to seek advice, have sounding boards, but ultimately it's your money on the line, and I hope that you can use resources such as this podcast and my website at pa.fiway.com to feel empowered to make financial decisions for you and your family. There are certainly times and places for financial experts. If you feel like you need additional help, just make sure that you vet them and research them and consider using perhaps a CFP who is a fiduciary in all aspects. Back on episode 21, I talked with a CFP so you can learn a little bit more about how they can play a role in your finances if you are interested. The fifth piece of outdated financial advice that worked for your parents but may not work for you is to save your money, whether that's saving your money in cash under a mattress or saving your money in a savings account in the bank, our parents' generation were much more inclined to do so. However, nowadays, especially with inflation increasing, it is really important that you do consider investing in the stock market. Along the same line, our parents' generation, many of them thought that investing in the stock market was very risky and that you shouldn't do it. However, if you invest in low-cost and broad-based index funds, that is a great way to build wealth over time, beating inflation, and not let your money just sit stagnant on the sideline. Certainly the stock market does have its ups and downs, but over time the stock market climbs over the course of several years. So investing for your future, for the long-term game, is how you can build wealth. The sixth piece of outdated financial advice is to never use credit cards and to always pay in cash. However, nowadays, having a credit card has many advantages if you use it responsibly, meaning paying it off on time and in full every month as much as you're able to. So utilizing a credit card can help build your credit score. And when you have a good credit score, you can get better interest rates on loans But also many credit cards have wonderful benefits, including obtaining rewards points so that you can travel hack and earn free travel that way. The seventh piece of outdated financial advice is to stick with the same job at the same company for many, many years and be a loyal employee and pick a job that has a pension. So sticking there for many years can help you have a pension later on in retirement that you can live off of. However, in recent years, it has shown that those who actually don't have loyalty or dedication to one company or one role tend to do better with their income and benefits over time. If they change jobs periodically every few years versus planning on being at a set company for 40 years. Additionally, pensions are pretty much a thing of the past. There may be a few places out there that offer pensions, but boy, they are hard to come by. My mom, for example, is an excellent example of someone who the older advice actually worked out well for her. She worked at the local university called the U of M, or University of Minnesota, for 45 years. I have a ton of respect for her and her hard work ethic and her career because she started as a teenager, age 19, working as a medical secretary for the U, and then got into IT, informational technology. And a lot of it, to start off with, was on the job self-learning, She eventually went back to school to get her bachelor's when my sister and I were younger in elementary school. Working for the U, she got an amazing pension. So certainly that was likely an incentive to motivate her to help stick around for several years because the longer that she stayed with the U, the better type of pension that she got. And that also meant that she didn't necessarily really have to invest a ton in retirement accounts. She did invest some, but at the same time, it wasn't going to be her main source of income in retirement versus what her pension was. So unfortunately, employers really don't value many of their employees and can view you as a PA or in whatever field you work in as completely replaceable and just a cog in their wheel, so to speak. If you are at a job and a role that you truly feel valued as an employee and they show appreciation for you, they do things to try to retain you, then that's pretty amazing that you have that type of role because unfortunately, it's hard to find nowadays in healthcare as well. It's just unfortunately very sad, truthfully. So it can be so tempting to feel bad about wanting to job search or feel like you are abandoning your coworkers or your company or things like that. But keep in mind that the giant wheel and machine that is the organization will go on without you. So don't feel bad for searching for a different type of job, a different specialty as a PA if you want to switch specialties throughout your career as well. The eighth piece of outdated financial advice is that you have to go into your workplace and go into your office and show up every day in person. However, nowadays, it is becoming more and more popular to work remotely and work from home. And this is certainly the case for many types of professions out there, such as tech or freelance work or things like that. But even in healthcare, there are telemedicine roles out there PAs if they do decide to work remotely. And it's a little bit antiquated for organizations to expect people to show up in office, whether it's in healthcare or not, and do the work from their computer at a clinic instead of from the comfort of their home. So going back to my mom's role, for example, she worked on a computer in IT. So she worked at her desk. Sure, she had some meetings, but Back then, her company would very rarely be okay with them working from home, even though they could do their job from home. Well, since she had retired several years ago and since the COVID pandemic, she has heard from her previous coworkers that now, of course, they're totally fine with people working from home because what did the COVID pandemic show? It showed that working from home was not the end of the world for these companies These companies can still make money off of their employees working from home, and employees tend to do a great job working from home. There are many other types of benefits that don't need to go into all the details on, but you can save on commuting costs as well as save on wasted time commuting to and from your workplace if you were to have a remote role. The ninth piece of outdated financial advice that may have worked for your parents. But likely won't work for you is to never talk about money. So it was very taboo to discuss money and finances with friends, family members, children, possibly between spouse to spouse. However, it's really encouraged to have an open conversation, an open discussion about finances with your spouse or your life partner in particular, to make sure that you guys are on the same page, but also with your children. And there are different conversations and dialogues to be had with kiddos at various ages, but even when you are thinking through a purchase about whether or not to buy something or what to do with money that you have or the money that the child got for their birthday, having those open conversations early and often shows that it's okay to talk about finances, and that it's encouraged to do so as well. And then the 10th piece of outdated financial advice that may have worked for your parents but likely won't work for you is to work until at least age 65, sometimes age 67 or 72, depending upon what type of plan that they have for their finances in retirement. However, as I'm sure you are aware the fip so pia the fi way stands for financial independence and that's part of an acronym called fire which stands for financial independence retire early so all of this information can encourage and lead you to not have to work until age 65 or longer at least in the traditional sense of work once you reach financial independence work becomes optional and then you can decide what types of work you want to work on, what type of interesting or unique role you want to have as a PA. If you want to teach future PA students, if you want to work only one day a week as a PA, or perhaps you are working on other types of hobbies or passion projects or other types of businesses that you elect to work on versus have to grind it out for over 40 years in medicine that is unfortunately leading to more and more burnout amongst providers and all healthcare workers. I've heard people say instead of financial independence, retire early, that they say financial independence, relax early. And I do like that view because it implies that you're not just going to be sitting at home with your feet propped up watching TV all day, retired, but rather that you're going to have an active, meaningful life But also they have the option to relax, meaning you're not grinding it out, putting in really long and stressful hours that is ultimately compromising your mental bandwidth, your physical, your mental health, and potentially the relationships with the loved ones in your life. So those were the 10 pieces of outdated financial advice that worked for your parents but likely won't work for you in the present times. Some of them may work depending upon what your financial goals are, what your views are about finances. But I would say that a lot of these pieces of advice are pretty outdated and things change with time. So it's very possible and very likely that another 20 years, another 40 years down the road, our future kids or nieces or nephews or grandchildren will say that the tenets that we look at now as being ideal pieces of financial advice may not work for them in the future either. So it is important to recognize that not everything works for everybody at all times as well. So that's what I had for you for the episode today, and I really hope that you found the information thought-provoking and helpful for you as you are pursuing financial independence. Feel free to share this episode with a friend or colleague who may find this information helpful as well. And I hope that you all enjoy the rest of your week.